Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, it's me, Thomas Enders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking, Just Different. Now everywhere where you find your podcasts. And it's really true. You won't get closer to me anywhere else recorded in my living room. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Now in your favorite podcast app, Modern Talking, Just Different. We have a date. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. Good morning and welcome to the latest edition of the Arsenal podcast. I'm going to open it like a real lad. That's me opening a celebration Modelo uh, because it's been a pretty fucking great summer. Um, and I am here with Ash. Hello. He's back. I'm back. I'm here with Matt. We are back. And we are reunited on the second Arsenal podcast of the year. Uh, guys, I... I I, I am numb. I'm numb because I'm, I'm, I, it's, been, I, it's, it's been like I've, I've gone out on a three-day bender. It's 9 a.m. in the morning. I'm facing work. My hand's shaking. And, and I, I, but I still feel excited. Well, when Arsenal knock, it's a different kind of knock. It's what Raul said, and it's proven very, very true. He's the king. He is the king, but to be fair, the last time you felt like that was the last time the three of us went out together. Not that we haven't seen each other since. 
and we'd uh, just been humiliated in Baku. So this is much happier. Yeah, this is a different type of uh, a different type of numb. Is is this what it feels like to be a supporter of a club that's not a banter offering? I was saying uh, the transfer window until this year was something that it was just something that happened to other people. It didn't happen to us. It was like I love the idea of it, but I didn't know how it really felt. It's like sex when you're a virgin. You think you think it might feel good. But until you've done it, you don't really know. And now we know the transfer window when it works. Well, I hope it's, it's better f- than the first time. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, and it also it also came out of the blue because Raúl's first transfer window on, on his own ended up with Dennis fucking Suarez, uh, and then the lead into the summer, everybody was sort of like trying to rationalise the idea of like Fraser and like Carrasco. And all of these horrible players that like had like sort of semi good seasons, and then and then we started. Then we, then we went through the first month, and it was har- it, started, it was forty five million. That was that was the start. Was that leaked by the club? Was it? But the club's that, been leaking that for years. It yeah. must have been. Uh, here's the real deal: the number net is actually forty five million. Yeah, unbelievable. I mean. Th- th- and, and it could still that that number could still lower because the European transfer window is still open. Uh, there, there are a lot of reports today suggesting that Mustafi will end up uh, in League One, um, uh, possibly going to Monaco. League is that? Oh, I thought you meant un, un, un de the one in Azerbaijan. I mean, seriously. No, I mean, yeah, uh, is is uh, it's, the, so, my favourite line of the day, John Cross from the Rear, where he uh, big fan said uh, about Skodran Mustafi, I think every Arsenal player would turn up in the car and drive him anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, we um, would. I, we would. I, 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 I'd, turn up, I'd turn up on a tandem bike. I think it was uh, Ornstein that said, oh, Mustafi doesn't want to go anywhere because he loves his contract. I just like, horrible, horrible to hear. Hated that. Um, and i hate the the sort of there's always somebody that wants to run like the uh the arsenal fans don't quite understand what they've got until it's gone narrative we've had the awobi fans out in force today fuck off three goals for the last three seasons not good enough why don't, why don't we, why don't we hang start on even, the even of the summer? okay all right sorry let's we get back do yeah. that, but just to clarify that point 15 goals in 180 appearances you you'd get more off me asked. <laughs> yeah, I think it's good. you you score more by accident in, yeah. in some of the teams he's played in. The one time I'm probably not offside. Yeah, sure. All right, so the start of the summer, 45 million. We were linked with, we basically thought we could get one player for that. We were linked with some absolute horseshit. Oh. Carrasco from China. Ever Benega, as always. Ever Benega was going to be replacing uh, Aaron Ramsey. What was the other? What, let's think about the worst names. Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser. Philippe Maxess was probably still there from 1998 on the list. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Kalu. Yeah, Solomon Kalu. <laughs> Kalu. Charles and Zogbia. Yeah. Kalu yeah. is going to make an appearance. Yeah. Lorik Kanna. <laughs> Chris Kiwam, yeah. Chris Samba. <laughs> <laughs> Junior Hoylet. <laughs> no. None of them were as good as Tony Daly. Yeah. Really should have signed. There's nothing better than these names now that we've had a great window. So, so the names were terrible. 
We were all dispirited. We got thumped in Baku. Chelsea, who were our closest rivals in the league, had made us look like absolute horseshit. And we were all feeling very despondent about the last four and a half months of Unai Emery. And then, uh, and then, and then a letter got written. Hang on, let's step back from the letter a second. But the three of us were together at the the uh, Wafa Cup final. I can't call it whatever the fuck it's called now, anyway. But uh, and there were a couple of Chelsea boys there, but a lot of Arsenal fans. I think the manner of that loss and our reaction to it was. I think for me, I felt worse than the Wenger because at least you had an excuse then, right? The managers yeah. literally hijacked the club. This just felt weird. And you've got to think about the previous 30 days. We've gone from dead set finishing third, control, total control of our destiny, to fucking up the top four. We needed, what, ten, Royally! We ended up, we, we would have needed, what, 10 points from 36 and we got eight? Was it something was crazy? So, it was appalling, yeah. Shit. yeah. And that night, I mean, we had a lot of fun because we needed to consume a lot of alcohol to have some sense of feeling in ourselves. To where we are now, but I think the letter is a really good starting point because that, even though it happened afterwards, was a really good reaction to a series of events. And I think Matt and I were chatting earlier. It's like, you were part of that. And we'd love to know what made that happen and how did it come about and who contacted who and who wrote it and all of those kind of things. The... uh... So the the we care do you campaign that's you know it like looking back on it now you're like oh maybe that was a bit embarrassing <laughs> maybe we should have maybe we should have waited you but, have but you, yeah I know but but like given given the context of Arsenal summers for the last fourteen fifteen years the complete lack of interest that Stan Kroenke's had um, in running Arsenal the success that he's been having with his American franchises. Um, I, I think it was completely fair for um, the fans. It, like Darren Arsenal won, got in touch and said that uh, they were th- they wanted to rally, um, you know, f- fans and bloggers around um, a letter to, to to KSC, and then they wrote it and I put my name on it, and um, then so I who thought wrote the, who, who wrote the letter. It? I think it was. I think it was. No, no, no. It was. Well, I think it was like Dave Seeger. Darren Arsenal won. There was a whole. There's a whole. There's a whole group of. I think. And I think it was literally written. Literally admiration because I thought it was as a someone who I mean doesn't do this day to day like you do with the blog or all the other blogs and all the other people on the on Twitter and all that kind of shit. And it was exceptionally well written, but very poignant and salient in the points it was making, which were. It's fine for an individual to own the club. It's true you don't really need to have a board, but you've got a board. But what the fuck? It's full of 80-year-old white men who Just did picking something up. in business, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Do you care about the club or not? Just be honest. Yeah. And the, um, the response was swift, Right? Swift, I thought it's the most pathetic response I've ever heard in the history of responses. Big question, because let's face it, up until that letter went out, our transfer window was zero. We hadn't made any signings and we were being linked with terrible players and 
the humiliated in the press as well. The last, right? cu- the last couple of weeks, we've seen a dramatic shift. Do you think the letter made a difference in terms of the level of intent that the Arsenal board had? Or do you think we, you know, we were always just waiting for the second half of the window to make things happen? I think that uh, Josh Kroenke's response when he said, be excited, like they, they knew what was coming. I also feel like maybe they, uh, I, I, I feel like um, the, the Q&A was probably a bit of an embarrassing turning point when they were getting flamed on the stage. And then two days later, they were out. Uh, Ra- Raul was taking the heat and, and Edu in his first sort of outing with the fans. And then two days later, they signed Nicolas Pepe out of the blue. Like, f- phenomenal um, turn of events. But I think that... It was slightly different for me in terms of the interpretation of that because we'd... You'd had the Josh Conker response, which I will get to, and I'm still quite angry about. But the... the the Vinay interview and the Raul interview after that was quite interesting. You know, this is our window. It's not Edu's window because we are all banking on Edu fixing every problem. And let's probably predict he will because he's brilliant. Um, yeah. But, we'd, you know, we'd had the Zaha, Zaha, you know, Palace want 80 million and it's, oh, it's 40. And to me, in my head, that felt like the moment we did the Suarez stuff. We're bidding 40 million and a pound. Yeah, it's like, yeah. fuck off us. Like it felt very familiar, right? Day, right? And it's like, here we are again. Here we go. Same old shit. Yeah. And Josh Cronk's response was, like, I mean, it was written by a PR intern. I mean, it couldn't have been worse. The basketball scholar from Missouri was literally reading from an auto cue from an internal journalist with no emotion on his face. Well, see, see, oh, we're see, in uh, it to improve teams. It's like literally every team you've owned has not but, fucking uh, improved so, so, since so, you've owned it. So but until th- late, until until the last few years. Right? But I think that's interesting though because I I listened to it and I and I had one thing I said. It said Arsenal fans be excited, and I was like, you have put yourself on the hook here, and the only reason that that I stopped getting excited is because I still remember. The summer when Arsene Wenger said Nazri and Van P- Nazri and Fabregas will not be sold, and I and believe them, them, and then they both got sold. But normally, when someone is stupid enough <laughs> after they played three games, when someone is stupid yeah. enough to go on the record to say Arsenal fans be excited, I was just waiting to be right where we are today and to be going. Josh Kroenke told us to be excited. And what have we got to be excited about? A loan signing, you know. But to be fair, he delivered. Has he delivered or has he put the start? I mean, it's the same thing. And then they, he owns the club or his dad does or whatever. And he doesn't have to have a board and we could all shut up and they could do whatever they want. I mean, we could be in the worst position in the world, which is like, you know, the chicken owners from India with Venkis and Blackburn. We're in a slightly better position. They're passive owners, is how I would describe them. The thing that really surprised me... I I, I hear your point on be surprised or whatever, and obviously those deals must have been in the offing and they've got a strategy. It felt like... Yeah, it does look like a strategy. That's very true. Um, And we went for one thing and it didn't work out so we went for the second thing and we went that didn't you know that worked out with do you think Zaha Zaha was the first choice and Pepe was the second choice or do you think Zaha was the smokescreen I mean I'd love to think it was the smokescreen but I think Zaha was the first choice and I think 
we know that because of people we know, and also, I mean, his brother came out and said it. Do you think? Do, do, do you think that Zaha was the first choice, and then Edu landed and went? What are you doing? Or because no, it felt like they've been talking since January. I Martinelli's don't. come in. Yeah. I think it's more a case of if you're trying to reshape the club and you can and you think you've got a player who you, who you think is valued at 40, 45 million, then and then you're looking at the whole the squad as a whole, then that makes sense. I know Zaha doesn't represent England, but he has got the English tax on him per se. If yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I and feel then, sorry and, for and the guy. I mean, he must be feeling like shit right now. Fucking Iwobi got a move to Everton and he wanted that move. Didn't get his move to Arsenal. He's been a bad summer for Zaha, right? Well, it has, but have you seen, I don't know if you've seen the Hodgson comments tonight. It's like, he wanted to do it. I sent him home early today. He's going to have to refocus. If it happens in January, it will happen in January. He, apparently, he handed in a transfer request or whatever. Don't really care. He's 26 and that is probably peak value. And he's not an eighty million pound player. No. no, he's a forty. Pepe 50. is three years younger. Yeah, we haven't paid it all up front. It's a bit like your car. Cash <laughs> it in early if, if it's a bit shit. Pay out the lease. It's all right. <laughs> Someone else will pay that off. Put him on tick. Yeah, exactly. We got him on tick. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a more exciting player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony. I, I really I, think he is. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the only... And the, Zaha has been to a big club and failed. Yeah. And you, th- this... The... Not with David Moyes' uh, daughter, though. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. That was a funny rumour. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. But, so, but you're, 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 signing a, you're signing a journeyman a little bit. A little bit. Like when you go from United down to... To, to Palace, you know that's not. Um, I mean, the done, last who was the last player to go from Palace to Arsenal? Uh, Carl Jenkins and back on loan. <laughs> no, on a permanent. It was Eddie McGoldrick, and I think let's I just think, forget I think, that one. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think I think I think Anelka is an example yeah. of a player who got sold to. He was at Bolton, went had to go down just a level, did, and then Chelsea picked him up again. He was always elite, but. We timing wasn't we right. We should have signed him. Timing wasn't right. Himself. We so should have signed him. Yeah, I loved Nicholas Anelka. He was great. Yeah. But focus, let's get back onto it. So The letter, uh, yes. Yes. So the, the, the letter went out. Josh Kroenke responded. Okay, it was a bit clinical, but at least he responded immediately. Yep. And then... And then the dominoes... Uh, yeah, and then the, the dominoes started to, started to fall. Um, uh, we got... Cabalos. Yeah. yeah. Ceballos, Ceballos, Ceballos. Yeah, Ceballos. So we got Ceballos. Sounds like onions. Saliba, Martinelli, who looked like uh, a very rough. Forget about this guy. He's yeah. He looks. Is he a a striker? Yeah. Yeah. He he looks good, mate. He looks good. Yeah, he does look good. I mean, he's 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 an athlete, right? He's extremely fast, very raw. Um, like and it, interesting as well, well Eddie, 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 above him in the ranks. It's like he's ready now. Oh, he's, well, he's got the Welbs job. Right. From now, Welbs isn't there, so you're coming, you know, yeah, Martinelli's yeah, coming on. Yeah. I mean, we're fortunate. And uh, uh, Welbs ends up at Watford. Shows his About level. his fucking level, right? On also, a free transfer. It's also, you know, it means fresh you don't have injury. to sell your house, the training grounds next door. It's kind of easy. Yeah, that's true. And actually, Watford like, have quite, quite, a, quite, a, bad side, quite a few good players <laughs> running through this through this squad. 
Um, He's got big cojones, I've heard. Well, so let's. Uh, so why don't we? Um, wait, so Jordini's power. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did. See, someone also, I think it was Darren when Arsenal made a very, very funny comment about uh, Dini and Wells, actually. And it did involve cojones, and it's probably not repeatable. And if it wasn't Darren one last night, I apologise <laughs> immediately because you have been brilliant on Twitter all day today. He's a good guy. Twitter, is, yeah. Arsenal Twitter has been on fire today, hasn't it? Arsenal Twitter Arsenal has Arsenal been enjoyable for the oh. first time. I like people now. Ironically, wow. the one that's been pinned at the top of my thing was Jack Whitehall, the comedian, and his whole view on the whole Kosh thing was just like, that's quite funny. Yeah, we haven't even talked about that fucking traitor. Oh, I know. Oh, let's right? Yeah, let's, anyway, let's be happy. We'll, yeah, we'll go let's there later. Happy. So, sorry, so let's yeah, so sorry. let's talk about it. We, we've uh, we've rounded on Arsenal strategy. What time was your and time view again. on Josh's response? So, you're happy that he responded. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that he responded. Um, I, th- I I think that like regardless of whether it was a PR exec that wrote it, I thought that there was uh, a lot of thought that went into it. I like the fact that he was trying to rally us around some sort of excitement. I like that he made a, a pretty good point. Like the, the thing that you, I know that Arsenal fans who've been so engrossed in making sure that Wenger doesn't take the rap for like, you know, tanking us over the last 10 years, always go, yeah, but Cronky out, Cronky out. Cronky spent a hundred million pounds in one summer on Wenger recommendations, which included Asano, well, Mustafi, El Nenny, Jacka. Cronky didn't spend that money. The club spent the money. Yeah, but the, he but, owns the asset. But but, the but po- it was from within the club funds, and I think that's a very big point. It's not like incremental. But the point is that, that like problem. you you can't say that they don't invest or they take out of the club. We've got a two hundred million pound okay, so wage take bill. Three million out of the club a year. Okay, that's a fair. Yeah, point. that's a fair. Third point. highest net spenders in the league over the last five years. Uh, top eight of that nets was on Mustafi. Yeah. <laughs> Top top eight net spenders in Europe over ten Second years. Highest wage bill. Yeah, high, higher than Real Madrid for net spend, which is phenomenal. Um, so they they invest, and I think he said, "Look, we have made lots of changes. There's there's basically been a few missteps. Uh, we lost the CEO, we lost our chief scout, but we, we're trying to fix it. And instead of it taking three years, they've it, it feels like they've just Raúl has put us on a very specific track." which is more ambitious than we thought. So I think that's fair. My, so I have basically just called Josh Cronkie a shit zipper, and I still believe it. But I don't think he instigated any of this. No, I think it was. I think all the wheels were in motion. The letter didn't move anything. All no. it did was put a bit of media pressure on people that don't really feel and media he, pressure, and right? Actually, what's the interesting thing is, and you and I talked about this, was the media coverage... I thought was sensational in the sense that every senior kind of football journal at any recognisable place agreed with every sentiment. Well, let's face in it, in that letter, yeah, well, like and you like the BBC, the Times, the Telegraph, the Sun. Everyone's like, "This is what Arsenal fans think." But by the way, as opinion formers in the in the game, we kind of agree with them. Well, I think this is a lack of responsible ownership. Well, let's Agreed. face it. Every the fact that we are so excited about this transfer window, where our net spend is forty-five million, just demonstrates how insane our transfer windows have been over the last decade. Because a forty-five million net spend is not crazy spending. It's like there have no. been times when Chelsea or Man City have spent hundred, hundred and fifty million, two hundred well, million. Well, City net did spend. what one ten in the window last year. 
Three years ago, Spurs did 150. And we have, we have yeah. just been so profligate. And even when we spent a lot of money, it's had that whiff of a, uh, a trolley dash on the last day. With like, you know, even the, the year where we bought... God, Mustafi and who was that terrible so, guy? Yeah, that was a hundred million. And, Mustafi, and, and, Perez, Asano, Jacker. Yeah, but this, this, so many. this is. And, well, let's and, be clear. And I think a lot of football journalists just have felt pity for us. No, I think that's a fair call. We only broke our transfer record, which was Theo or Chamberlain. What for sales? No, for purchases. All right. Jose Antonio Reyes, may he rest in peace. Sad well, bit well, in the summer. Yeah, and then um, it, yeah, we, we didn't break him. To when Wesley. we when we about three years ago, yeah. that was ten to twelve years after those events happened, yeah. and yet within the space of eighteen to twenty four months, we bought Lacquer, Oba. Oba, Pepe, Iwobi under the old regime. Let's Would talk about stayed. this. Would have stayed or gone for ten million. Right. Yeah, he'd be sitting on a seven-year okay. deal right. for hundred eight grand. I'm just going to remind you of a fact: Chesney, Wilshire, Ramsey, no money recouped. For any we got more for Carl Jenkins and Wilbeck. We got, and Wilbeck. Isn't, isn't that we got un- more for Carl Jenkinson than all of those players combined? Isn't that unbelievable. And I love Carl Jenkins, but. He is a forest player, oh. and that's the right thing. It's right? sweet. We love James, yeah. right? It's a sweet thing. It's a romantic story for fans. <laughs> Matt, you Koscielny call him would have been allowed to go on a yeah, free. Yeah, 100%. And Koscielny, Arsene, basically. Not only that, Arsene would have probably given a fucking bonus out the door. <laughs> and and uh, somebody pointed out, uh, they, I can't remember what the tweet was, they were, they were like, everyone forgets that Koscielny basically played, paid for <laughs> David Luiz. So all of the, we should let him go on a free... I didn't think we'd get five million for him. We got ten, didn't we? Did we get oh, more? Koscielny. Uh, no, five. five. I think we got five. Four point six. It was five million euro. And, it's, and David Luiz. Five million euro and some change down the back of the sofa. Yeah. And, and, and let's. I'm uh, sad about the way that's happened. Actually. Oh fuck him. Yeah, Average. but he's gone. So uh, I say this to I. I have this famous phrase about co-workers, sorry colleagues, <laughs> who decide to leave the company and go somewhere else. Like, Fuck you, you're dead to me, you know you, so bye. He is. So the cosh is, it's a, look, and the only he, and sympathy that, I that have, shirt thing the only sympathy terrible. I have is, the shirt thing was awful, but the only sympathy I have was, he got injured, playing in a shit kicker game. The Europa semi-final. Well, no, 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 to, that should have saved, he, sh- he didn't need to play that game, it was the second leg, right, we were in. And it cost him yeah. captaining France at the World Cup, which they won. Was he going to captain them? Yeah, no, yeah I think he was. Captain. Yeah, yes. Mm. Yeah. So I've got a bit of sympathy yeah. there, but that's about it. Anyway, and, uh, and the, they'd done some. Have you ever been to Bordeaux? I know, right? It's really nice. Yeah, I said really you can't. Really. I, and I think the the other the other thing that got missed, and I don't know. I, I, Again, you can't feel sympathy for somebody that signed a contract and then didn't read it. But apparently his deal in the last year of the contract went from 80 to 40 or something to that effect. And then he'd have to make up the rest in performance-based payments. So if you're like, okay, so I've just nearly lost my career. I'm being offered 
uh, a job in the southwest of France on a three-year deal um, that will be my retirement fund. And Arsenal want me to take half my salary and risk blowing that move out of the park. You can see why he went on strike. And you also know that we're going to ask him to play three times a week because he's our best central defender. Because and also is at the end I of his think, career. And he's at the end of his career and he can risk him. And again, the sympathy point is he was, uh, you know, he was a footballer at the joint at a time where players weren't making, you know, your top players were making 100 grand a week. I think he's made and enough money. I'm, I'm sure the guy's not fucking starving. Let's be very clear on that. But, you know, the guy's got to make his decisions. The thing that was interesting for me was what I'd heard early on is he wanted to go back to Lorient, which is where we signed him from and where he's from. And then the Bordeaux thing came out from nowhere. And they're not even a top five side. No. But, well, my thing, my thing about it all, right, is... For too long, we have been at the whim of players. Oh, yeah. And I no, think I mean, there's, there's, without, there's without one, of the, one of the key conversations about how we've approached this transfer window is it's a fucking dirty game. And yes. people are all out trying to screw each other over. And for too long, Arsenal have been the club that goes, well, we, right. we behave with integrity. And 19 other clubs and, weren't. And, and, but, but when you're behaving with integrity, 19 other clubs aren't. When you're behaving with integrity and none of the players are, guess what? You get left behind. And what I really, really like about this, the current look of the transfer window, the way we approach it, the way we're dealing with our players, is we're saying, no, you don't have all the power as a player. Know the other clubs. You don't get to work with super agents where we get to like, do things properly. It's, yeah, we're ready to roll up our sleeves. And if you want to go dirty, then that's going to be great. Because one of the great things about all the great Arsenal teams is we've always... Like, you think of the great teams of Arsenal, under Arsene Wenger. It was like, you want to play football, we'll play football. You want to play dirty? Fucking brilliant. We let, will play dirty. Let, and, that, and, that is, and that is what we want from Arsenal. And, and, and the transfer window is a mucky, mucky, horrible, dingy, squalid place. And we have proven ourselves fucking adept at sifting through the shit and getting a good deal. And that makes me extremely happy. I think that's a really good point. I think... You know, if you liken it back to the day when we were brilliant uh, in the 90s, and sort of like, you know, mid, early 2000s, around the Invincibles, every summer. Who's going? Vieira? Henri? Who's going? Oh, they've stayed. And that was like a new signing, and Arsene coined that phrase, right? I mean, it's like, he's like, they stayed. <laughs> like, this feels bigger than that, you know, this year. It's not like we've retained... It, we didn't have an argument about retaining our best players. We had an argument about buying better ones. But it, was the, it was the first summer that we've not been victims of anything. We've not been victims of hyperinflation. We've not been victims of super agents. And even better, we victimised well, other dealing, clubs. We but did victimise them. Yes. We fucked a lot of clubs over this yeah. summer, didn't we? We made a but few enemies. That, we've started to New deal York. with super agents. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having Mendes on the scene... I think I think you were saying before um, before the show. Um, I think so. Like, got a good deal out of that. But the the interesting thing with the super agents is we'd never have got David Luiz uh, last season, but we're using Kia 
to twist arms because there's probably a deal coming later down the line for a Chelsea player. Exactly. Mendes is probably going to help us move Mustafi on because he's got good ties with Monaco. And it's like, you're exactly right. It, it, it It is a dirty world. Everybody's fucking playing dirty, and I feel like Raul is one of the dirtiest bastards out there in the well, in the most legal okay. of ways. Think, well, no, but I, you know, I think he's, he's the a wrong, player. I think dirty's the wrong word, and I think that's unfair. I think street smart is the word, and I think for years we've been the polite person. Oh, we're not going to play in this game. What well, everyone fucking else is. is yeah, like, and I don't mean I don't mean I'm going to punch the tourist in the back of the head while I walk down Oxford Street just to get there quicker. That's what we're finally doing. But, Everyone else has been doing but for I, years. I, and I, I mean, I mean it in the most legal of senses. I don't want to be sued. And that's why I'm saying. But you know, like, but I, like what I like about Raul is he teed up that we were gunning for Zaha all summer. Steve Parrish is probably sitting there thinking that he's going to get 60, 70 million for a player only worth 40. And then all of a sudden, the, yeah, the rumor drops that Nicolas Pepe, and I, I actually wrote Nicolas Pepe, ha 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 ha. Cause I was like, firstly, there's no way that you get a talent like that. That's the sort of player that goes to Liverpool, Man City. Secondly, where are we going to fucking find the money? Thirdly, he fucking arrives, humiliates everybody because everyone was like, this is not happening. And then Zaha doesn't get a move at all. Steve Parrish must be, panicked now so actually the per- you're right we talked about Zaha before the person that's most embarrassing embarrassed out of all of this is actually someone who I have a little bit of respect for is Steve Parrish to be fair and yeah. by the way all Steve Parrish was doing is all we've Trying been to asking drive the Costa. all we've been asking for years in, in the sense that we say Iwobi for 34 plus add-ons to Everton bloody good business we would have never have done that that's all Steve Parrish. But, but you know what was so great That's about all Steve Parrish. You know what yeah. was so great about the Awobi deal, and like, like, I'm speaking as a, I'm glad he's gone. Um, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a decent player. I just don't think he's Arsenal quality. But what was so great is when you heard yesterday that we'd been offered thirty million or twenty million. Said you no. said you said to yourself, "I really hope we can get thirty and we can go." Because what you don't want is for him to be staying, and it's well, like, it was the original and, offer and, and, was thirty. And they made it happen. They drove the price up. They got the job yep. done. They, they shifted yep. him off. And I know we're seeing some sentimental photos of him in Arsenal shirt. But if every Arsenal shirt, every Arsenal supporter got to play for the club, then it wouldn't make sense. So it was a great bit of business. And well, just, other, and, other, other than and me, which we books. agreed I'd score thirty more goals yeah. than everybody off my ass. But you know. Um, no, I've got no emotion around the Awobi thing. I think the game's no, not see, like, the game's not like that we need anymore. To, we need to stop being such a fucking cook fan base. We're like, oh, he's got a brick outside Arsenal. Oh, it's me, like, all right, and it's very sweet. But ultimately, me, this is elite level support, uh, sport, and we support it, too many fucking wasters. For me, it ended when Jack went. For me, that was it. We're no longer a players for life kind of club. And like I've read every autobiography and <clears throat> slightly more mature than the two of you. And like, you know, I can remember the days of Terry Neal. <laughs> but you hear what happened to Peter's story and all those kinds of things. But all these boys were like part of the club. Do you man. need a tissue to wipe those tears? No. These are tissues to wipe the, the beer off the desk that he spilled everywhere. You know, but, uh, <laughs> those days are over. Yes. They are over. If we... Get in the next three to five years, three or four out of the academy that end up in the first team, which I think we will. Yes. You know, looking at the ones coming through, I think we will. They're great. But as long as we're selling the rest for money 
to bring in talent, that's fine. Because well, this is where you go, like, look, Emil Smith-Rowe looks like a really good talent. Rated Emery, at 25 million by us. Emery likes him a lot. But if we can get a centre-back for him or knock 30 million off, it's worth it. You know, you have but to, be, you have Christian Bielak, right? I watched him, I was on holiday in June, as you often do. Um, it was a wedding. I didn't go voluntarily, people. Uh, but Christian Bielak played in the other 21 championships. You look at him, playing for Poland, he's a decent player. Unai doesn't fancy him, Raul doesn't fancy him. 10 million, Done. And that's a massive amount of money for Arsenal to sell any player for. For a player we bought for two million two seasons ago. Yeah, that's good. That's good business. That's good business. So let's um, let's let's pivot the pod uh, a little bit because we've been talking a lot about transfers. Um, preseason was fun. We got to see a lot of exciting youth yeah. players. Uh, let's talk about who we think is a genuine contender to have a breakthrough moment this year. So. I mean, the one, the one that we're all talking about, I think... I mean, we've heard, obviously, his spell in the Bundesliga was Nelson. Saka got some press. But I think the one that's really come to the fore is Willock. And yep. he seems to be... He feels like he's got a bit of the Rocky Roadcastle about him. He seems Love to... Love it. Love it. Seems to be a bit of a box-to-box. Seems to just have a bit more maturity than some of the others. And, uh, and, and not, not too surprisingly, he's got a Freddie-like knack for making late runs into the box, right? He gets a lot of good chances. We should talk about Freddie and Baldy's job swap. Yes. Um, but he's, he's, he's the one I'm most excited about. But that getting into that midfield area is going to be very, very hard because it's, we've already got... I mean, I mean, there's been some talk that we got Chabayos, Sabalos... Sebalos, whatever you Sabayos, want. Sabayos, I think. Sabayos. We've got him in. And we're going to look at what Willock's progress is over the next year. Because he could be the long-term yeah. heir to that central midfield, box-to-box, great passer. I think Willock is both right and left-footed. What's Yeah, and I think what's really interesting is there's been a lot of negative kind of reaction to the window from the people that always bloody negative, saying, well, we should have hung on to them because we've like got, we're going to play mm-hmm. we're going to play the youth in the Europa League or we're going to do this and we need a squad and we need that. And we need, it's like, bullshit. We've got a first team and we've got a set of players coming through that can do that and we can mix and match. I still definitely think there are players that can leave the club that we could do something about in January. I think, you know, we talked about this in the pub earlier, obviously. Um, that, you know, the defence, yes, there's some fragility there come this weekend on the first day of the season, but... 90 days. 90 days' time, when you've got a fit Bellerin, a fit Mavropanos, a fit Holding, a fit Socrates, you've got Monreal, Tierney, Kolasinac, hang on a minute, and Louise... We've got a tight defence. We actually have. I think... Well, we've got good defenders, whether we've got... Well, yeah, whether we've got a good defender. Because, that's a fair because point. Because for, for many, point. many years, we've point. had good individual defenders. We had Koscielny, Mertesacker, Bellerin, Monreal. Like, these are not bad defenders. The problem is actually systemic. And yeah. the big question is yeah. whether Emery can engineer a team that can be more defensively minded... 
And a lot of that which is, is like, unreal because he's week, a he's a pragmatist. But this weekend, right? Socrates and Louise starting at centre half. I'm all right with that. Yeah, the, the, I mean, my my only concern about Louise is it's a bit like you know when you go out and I mean, you can be Newcastle. you can be responsible, but actually, like your that your soul is to be irresponsible, yeah. and you get surrounded by irresponsible people. Suddenly, you know, you see the you become like a a wild person. My only worry is that David Luiz is going to like be surrounded by people who have no defensive discipline and just revert. He's going to go native, essentially. I, no, I think that's a fair point because when you go back to the moments of last last season where we were any good, actually, you had what the only times we didn't concede about a million goals were where you had people shouting that was it. Well, Lichtenstein, for all his sins... No, that guy was shit. It was shit. But Way past he shouted it. at people and told them where to stand. That was, a bizar- that was bizarre, wasn't it? That was a bizarre. But we've, we've deviated from the kids. So, okay. so we like... So, yeah. so, so Willock is going to get game time this season. And if I David Luiz is Reece coming Nelson. in... I think Nelson in the... In, I saw a bit of what he did in the Emirates Cup. Uh, you know, huge so, trophy. So, and uh, and, and he, I thought he looked really shot. I thought, it, I thought it looked brilliant. If we go back to the last one we did in January where we decided players that we could fuck off out the system, the person that could end up being our club captain, and if this happens, I will be quite upset, is a midfielder that I don't think any of us value or like, but everyone else seems to, and Granite. Uh, do, we even, do we even think that, let's be honest, do we think that the club value him? Or do we think that he is a stopgap? Because you look at the signings, I was just being like a 15-year-old schoolboy this morning and writing out my first 11, which is pathetic yeah, for a and this is, No, no, but, but it is. But, but I, I sort of see it as being Torreira, Guendouzi and Chibayos, yes. now that Louise is behind him. And I don't yes. see... Lu- Shaka getting in the first team. Is that just me or is that wishful thinking? Like, what, what but did, I'm, I'm older than you and I use the spreadsheet, to be fair. So, but, but did, yeah. But didn't... Uh, Granite's did, not did, in the side. That, but now, now you've... Like he's, he, Granite was useful because he progressed the ball forward. Now you've got a centre-back that can do that. I was reading somewhere that like, uh, David, Lu- like David, David Luiz helped Chelsea move on Matic and I Sesk, right? 11 big chances in the Premier League last year, more and, than any Arsenal player. And Really? Yeah, and here's the thing. He's wearing the 23 shirt, which is quite symbolic about the whole soul thing. But if you think about Sol and Colo, they knew how to distribute the ball, right? They got the ball at their feet, they knew how to move it forward. It wasn't the days of PV4, sure. had Sol to come back and get it. But... So, yeah, no, no, but they were better than what we've got now. Mm. But it wasn't like PV4 had to come back and get it and do it for them. It was, there, was a, there was things that worked. And Louise is that kind of player. And some other shit sippers that we've had, like Pascal Segan and so if, but, but if we created, we haven't a, had. It's a, it's a so if we, if, that so that really, was a great window, wasn't it? Sebastian but, oh my god! But if if we're thinking the the future of the midfield this season and the way that we progress it forward is the the midfield is Torreira, Willock, and Spios. Like is like that's a much more mobile, aggressive focused midfield than we've had in a while, right? 
Like, like all of them can pass. Yeah, all of them can move the ball yep. forward. Still yep. a little bit concerned about Torreira and his ability to last a full season. Three men up front with a lot of I pace. You got Pepe, Oba, and Laka. I still think whether we like it or not, Özil's going to be around, and he's either going to have as bad a season as he's had, or he's going to be the best player at the club ever in the next twelve months. I don't know which it is. Or we just have a season exactly like last year. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I mean, I'd like to just make one point, which is Liverpool. So let's look at their midfield three. What is it? Henderson, Milner. Who's the other one? You know, they are. They are not. They are not elite names. And then you look at their front three: Mane and Salah and Firmino, and you go, "We don't need our midfield three if we're following like a Liverpool-based model to be." The biggest, greatest names possible. We need them to be able to be highly functional, highly hardworking, highly mobile. And look, I go to myself. I'd rather take Torreira, Guendozi over me uh, over Henderson, Wijnaldum. Yeah, but look, look where, yeah, look, no, where no, look, look where the. By the way, I think you can apply the same thing to Man City. By the way. Yeah, if you look at their front line versus their midfield, it's definitely more. Look, 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 a trend which is you leave the front three incredibly mobile, incredibly yeah. fast. They're so, that they, they, they play high up the pitch and then your middle three are about funneling the ball through to them and then you think that's well, actually when you look at that as a modern footballing strategy we don't have bad players to be doing that with. But I think that's a very very good call but look where the attacking threat from Liverpool comes from it's those fullbacks right who've got incredible distribution so one thing to watch out for this season is like if Bellerin doesn't improve that final ball into the box he's not going to last like Kieran Tierney is very good at getting the ball into the danger areas Hector Bellerin is very good at getting into positions to do the distribution but he's Bellerin is going to last forever his final ball has got a I just want to hear him talk about climate change some more yeah no Hector Bellerin is the closest thing we've had to Freddie Lundberg since Freddie Lundberg just want to they're just models. I just want to hear wear his posh clothes. I just want to hear also, his perspective. Also, our new assistant coach, can we just be very, very clear, has appeared in his underpants more than he's appeared on f- in he's football a, games. He's a and sexy he's a, man. He was a bloody good footballer. Yeah. I think... Uh, we love you, Fred. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, we won't go there quite yet. We won't go there yet. Okay, so uh, we, we managed in that 15-minute slot to talk about two youth players. I think we should maybe get back to the signings that excite us most. Um, we haven't what, talked about Tierney. Yeah, let's, let's get on to the signings then. Uh, okay, let's start off. Kieran Tierney. Good or bad signing? Are we excited? Great signing. I, I, was, I didn't even know much about him. I went on Wikipedia. He's captained his national team. He's captain Celtic. To be fair, He's a lot of so, people so bloody young. They all love him. He's Still an absolute pl- warrior. Took the call about Arsenal when he was playing football down the park with his mates. What a boy. And when he was injured, he used to go, to go and watch every game. And you saw his, his, uh, his Instagram Only- post. He thanked the ultras and the boys. Spelt with an H in the middle of boys. Yep. Weird. But anyway, look, the reality is... He is going to add some steel. And I mean, I know Armand Traore turned up to White Hart Lane with a knuckle duster, but this guy oh is proper. He is going to be full out Guna well, Here's, here's the it. difference. Kieran Tierney's standing up with a number three shirt. That's a bold statement. That was a bold statement. A bold yeah, statement. I agree. Secondly, um, I've got a little bit of a soft spot for the Celtic, despite our relationship with Rangers and shares from the 1920s, and that can fuck off because <laughs> no one cares. 
But you know, I don't even know what that means. No, did it while I dived. Until Rangers went bust, <laughs> they always held one share in Arsenal because they bailed us out when we were fucked in the twenties or something like that. Yeah. But uh, anyway, boring stats. Uh, the players we've signed from Celtic over the years have been pretty damn good. Brian Bronkhorst? No, well, no, he's Rangers. Rangers. But let's go with Liam Brady, the one same. of the greatest ever players to have ever played for the club, and Charlie Nicholas. Great. Champagne. Okay, so he's a winner. Uh, it's, we talked about Ceballos. Give me one sec. Right. So we paid £25 million for Tierney. Spurs, arseholes, played £25 million for Sessignon. Yeah, I know, but you didn't... I think Tierney's a way better player. Yeah, the only the only challenge that we've got with Tierney is that he's come injured and he had a very bad season last year. But I'm I'm hoping but it's that one season the kids been playing but, but since yeah, he was eighteen and and he's been very fit before that. Yeah. So we just got hope that that was a blip. He's okay. also a hard bastard. Which Next player really we're going to talk about Saliba. Don't know much about him. Looks like a massive prospect. Looks quite big in photos, which is always a bonus. Yeah, what well, six foot four. Yeah, and um, and look, we 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 need these people, and he represents the future. I love the fact we've gone in and done our business. The fact that we've done it a year early is fantastic. So hit 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 right yeah. thirty million pound player hit. for the future. That's hit. a big no, statement. I agree. I think he's the two years ago we'd be having this conversation, and the name would be Samuel M. And I think the French delete. I mean, my my own my only only concern is that like I look back a year and I go Liverpool did the Naby Keita deal and I was like what a great deal they've got that that player and I and I wonder whether players can stagnate when they've got a year before their big move and they're like that, is their motivation right rolling with point. 90 grand a week in fucking San Etienne so that's my that, but yeah. that, if we had to go through the last 20 years and look at international centre-halves that have played with a level of reasonable regularity for the French under-21 or the French national side. There's not many shit ones. Yes, very true. Uh, okay, so we're, both, we're all happy with that. Bullish. Next signing. Bullish, but we don't know for another year. We don't know. Next signing. Really. Gabriel Martinelli. Uh, Italian. Best, best, best. Italian passport, at least. Our best hope, he's a new NL cut. Our worst hope, he's the new Eladier. Uh, we just don't know. We've got no idea. A lot of people very but, excited but, about him in but, Brazil. But I do like the fact that he's obviously the first, you know, he's the, he sounds like the first call that Edu put into the club. It's like, oi, boys, is get this Martinelli in. I mean, the fact that that's your first call, it's a bit like someone giving Wenger, Wenger giving the club a shirt and going, oh, I've heard there's this guy in France called Patrick Vieira and he's the right guy to get in. So I'm hoping that Martinelli is, is, is our boy. He's a little bit of genius. Well, I think he's... I hope he's that. I hope he's not Arsene Wenger telling Dick Law to go and spend three months in <laughs> South America looking for Joel Campbell. But, you know... Oh, poor Joel Campbell. Dick Law did an interview, by the way, this summer about his time at Arsenal. It's a bit embarrassing. We treated the money like our own. Like, honestly, Dick, please. Like, what are you doing? Now Raul's out. He's not treating it like his own. He's treating it like it's somebody else's. Right, we've got to speed through. someone else. We've got to speed through. Uh, David Luiz, just a quick... I Look, it's not your first choice. It does a job. And I think it's... Yeah, in previous seasons when we've tried to do deals like this, I've mentioned it before, it could have been Sebastian Squilacci, it could have been Pascal Sigan, it could have been Igor Stepanovs. I'll take David Luiz. He's got two championship we, winning medals in We are Britain. not very He's good. one in France. That'll do. Arsenal are not very good at making 
It's good character to have in the dressing room signings, are we? We always fail at them. One of them's got drops. We've got to buy at least one player from Chelsea where you're like, that's value. My only concern with David Luiz is if they give him the spot in the dressing room next to Gwendozi, does their hair interlock and become tied? And do we have an injury incident? Uh, if they shared a bed, they'd have the top and tail. Yeah, my favourite, my barometer was I spoke to my best mate, he's a Chelsea fan. And I could, I could hear a bit of disappointment in his voice. And look, I don't want him to be upset, but I think it's a good sign for us. I think he's a good player. Eight million. I mean, eight I'm million. I'm surprised eight, he forced the move. Eight, well, That's I think, the thing that got me on that deal. Was, it, it, it's bizarre, but but I think there's... Uh, it's, he it's, must it's, it's hate clear, Fat Frank. He it's, really it's, must it's hate It's clearly a Kia... The, the agent has clearly gone, we'll only give you a look in on this player in 12 months' time or so. If you let this happen, and it's 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 what we were talking about. It's the machinations of the transfer market when the people who really make the wheels turn, and I think that's what it all came down to. This this deal made no sense. He just signed a new contract. He seemed really happy. There's a new manager. Chelsea left a man down with no time to replace him. Well, they can't replace him. They can't. They want. No, they can't replace him. You have to say it's. It's something behind the scenes, and the agents promised Chelsea someone in twelve months, and they've taken the hit on it because Kia wants to make twenty percent now. Maybe okay. he has to pay for something. Next, next, Nicholas Pepe. So happy. It's a statement. It's like Burkham. Biggest, biggest move since Burkham, no doubt. Do you think so? Or yes. Özil, since Özil. No, Özil didn't want to come. Nicholas Ozil, Pepe. I Nicholas think Pepe Ozil did. I will look no, at that no. But... Nicholas Pepe said, "Who's interested?" They're like Liverpool, Manchester City, PSG. There's a fourth club. Who is it? It's Arsenal. And he's over here. I love the fact we believe that shit. Yeah. Do, yeah you, I mean, all the alternative is I'll definitely get in that side. The, uh, I, 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 a friend posted uh, something from him earlier about um, he's learning English because he's watching uh, French. He's watching, um, he's basically watching films uh, in, in English. He, and he's also playing FIFA. With English commentary. That's, what, <laughs> like, that's that original, is, I believe they're called. Yeah, clubs. that is uh, an elite mentality. And he's to Barry Davis on Fever. Great. So that's very exciting. Who else have we missed? We've done Ceballos. We've done Pepe. Pepe. We've done Luis. Martinelli. We've done Tierney. So many for one. Normally, no, I can't even keep track. That, quick that, words, you, quick words. Do you remember that season last... when, we, uh, when we only signed Peter Cech? Imagine doing that then. <laughs> do you remember that season we only signed Jens Lehmann? We... <laughs> When I'm beaten. Um, anyway, look, the last time we did do this, uh, slightly more saving than we are now, there's a list of players we came up with that we wanted out of the club. And the reality is the vast majority of them are still there. Uh, like, it maybe was lower on that list than, say, Mustafi. Is Kalasanak still on the list after he, no, after no, he saved no, Urza? No, no, he's, no, he's no. off the list. Mustafi's yeah. <laughs> on the list. For me, Granite's always going to be on the list, but he's yeah. clearly not on the list. No. El Nenny. El Nenny. Uh, why is he there? No, we've got to get rid of the camel. Uh, you know, uh, Kalasanak, uh, uh, his chance creation is up there with Andy Robertson's. I, l- I like Kalasanak. I like, yeah. I've always liked Kalasanak. <laughs> he fucking runs I remember runs the first weekend we signed him and he was playing and you and I Did were you see they, uh, And it was like, this is the kind of hard bastard we've always yeah, but, wanted. And, and, we, and we were right. Because yeah. did you say they asked Deontay? Because someone went asked, near Meza and he and they had a knife and he got out and he. Th- they got asked this Deontay time. Wilder what they thought of uh, Kalasinak's uh, uh, boxing performance, 
And Deontay Wilder goes, I've got to say, he's light on his feet. He's got good spring. Haven't seen him throw a punch yet, so I can't judge him, but impressed by what I see. So, what sort of, what sort of criminal sees a Bosnian in London, just in general? You see a Bosnian... And a, uh, and you think, and a, a Turkish and you th- German. And a Turkish German uh, with their wives, and you think to attack. And, and this Bosnian is a fucking athlete. What makes you think that there is any way you can win with any sort of weapon? AKA the tank. <laughs> He's the fucking. I, 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 I just. I, I, did I, it happen on Holloway Road? And was it mistake? No, I would, I would have, was it mistake? Did, did you see? I would, have, I would have understood it if it was Theo. Did you? <laughs> did, did you? Did you see so the? He's, okay. Quickly, is Theo alive? Does Theo Walcott still exist? Does he play football? Uh, he does. He's he plays for Everton. Up someone, front with Alexander Iwobi. So, someone mentioned to me today. They were like Usmanov. Still investing in Arsenal, even though he's not a shareholder. <laughs> so, yes, hundred yeah, percent. Did, did not sharing. learn his lesson. Let's go to Arsenal buy some players. Like, thank you very much for the cash. Sir. Right, we've hit fifty-three minutes. People are probably logging off now. Um, so we'd best log off. Um, but we're going to be back uh, next week, maybe at the weekend after the Newcastle game. It's been an absolute pleasure having you with us, Ash. Thank you for bringing alcohol. No, thank you. Uh, Three 0 to the Arsenal this weekend, Matt. It's been a pleasure having you back as well. Great to see you. It's been great. My prediction, uh, 1-1 at the weekend, um, but we're going to be good this season. Brilliant. Uh, And my prediction is that we're going to scrape a 1-0 win and um, we're going to win the league. On that note, I'll uh, I'll, I'll see you in the comments. Thanks for listening. Um, It's been great. Speak to you soon. Bye. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hello, it's me, Thomas Enders. Have you listened to my new podcast yet? Modern Talking, Just Different. Now everywhere where you find your podcasts. And it's really true. You won't get closer to me anywhere else recorded in my living room. I'm looking forward to meeting you. Now in your favorite podcast app, Modern Talking, Just Different. We have a date. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.